Welcome to Britt David Podcast. We are glad that you have chosen to join us as Pastor Tim continues his series from Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 40, entitled, Ready or Not, Here I Come. Several years ago, Crystal Lewis popularized a song with this very simple chorus. People get ready, Jesus is coming. Soon we'll be going home. People get ready, Jesus is coming, to take from the world his own. In the parable of the expectant steward, Jesus reminds us that he is coming again and that it is our job to be ready. Here's Pastor Tim. Let me encourage you today to take your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 12. You know, when children play the game hide and seek, one kid gets chosen to be it. And the it has to close their eyes, you know, hang out right there at the base, close their eyes, count to some whatever number that they probably can't count to anyway, and then yell loud enough for everybody to hear, ready or not, here I come, right? And then begins to just chase right after them. Today, we get to a passage of Scripture in Luke chapter number 12 that typically we call the parable of the expectant steward. In reality, there are two different parables here, or at least two different illustrations that point to the same particular point. And here's the point. Jesus is coming back. (laughs) He's coming back, you know? He is. He said that he was coming back, right? He said, I am going away, and if I come, and he will come, and if I come, I will gather you unto myself. He said that he's coming back. The angel said that he's coming back. They said, men of Galilee, what what are you doing staring up here into into the air? This same Jesus, whom you've seen go up, is coming right back down. He is coming again. And he's coming again. And the point of this passage is for you and me to be ready. To be ready for that. I heard about a man who said, I've got a deal with Delta Airlines. And the deal is this, if I'm not there, when it's time for the plane to take off, it's okay, you can go ahead and go. <laughs> I feel like I have that same deal with Delta and any other flight as well. Here's the, here's the deal here, Jesus is coming back, whether you're ready or not, and the point is, is for you to be ready. So if you recall, Jesus has been talking to his disciples. He's not talking to those who are lost. He's talking to his own disciples and telling them, I am coming again, and you need to be ready. Ready or not, here I come. So the verses that we have today in these particular illustrations or parables tell us what we as believers are supposed to be doing in the meantime. How do we get ready? How do we prepare ourselves for the Lord's return? Well, one thing is to be glad that he is returning. Now, I don't know of anybody in this room who would say, well, I, I really don't want the Lord to come back. But I do know that there are probably people in this room today who would say, I mean, I want him to come back, but I probably don't want him to come back today. You know, I, I don't want him to come back until, you know, until I get married. I don't want him to come back until I have children. 
I don't want him to come back until my children graduate, until my children get married, until my children have children. And we keep, we keep setting these goals in life and say, I want to experience these things, and then it's okay for the Lord to come back. He's not waiting on anything in your life for you to be able to check the box. He's coming back, and he's coming back at the appointed time. And it's for you and for me to be ready, whether he comes back today or he comes back outside of our lifetime. Be ready. All right? Let me tell you how to do that. Let me give you four things today. Number one, if you look with me in verse number 35, the Bible says, Jesus says, let your waist be girded. Let your waist be girded. I would fill it out this way for you in your notes. Bind your waist. Bind your waist. In other words, those long flowing robes that they wore in that first century, Jesus is saying, make sure that you take that robe and bind it up and tuck it into the sash. There really were four particular reasons why a person would tuck up their, their, their garment, why they would bind their garment, why they would bind it up at their waist. They would do it for service. They would do it for work. They would do it for travel. They would do it for fighting. There's sometimes when a person would know that they are about to serve. They're about to be about service for the king, for their master, for their lord. And they would bind up their garments that they might do that. In fact, that's really the picture that you have here. Look in verse number 37 for just a moment. The Bible says in verse 37, Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you, that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. They are dressed for service. Their garment has been gathered together and now they're ready. They're ready to wash feet. They're ready to serve tables. They're ready to do anything that somebody needs that they might serve others and serve the Lord at the same time. When we talk about the Lord coming back, how would you like to be found? What would you like to be found doing? Wouldn't it be great for the Lord to come back and find you serving? Find you somehow serving Him by serving the people around you. Maybe serving your church, maybe serving your neighbors, maybe serving the lost. For you to be doing something for his kingdom, wouldn't that be great? Sometimes, though, they wouldn't just pack up their sash in, 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 in order to serve. Sometimes they would do it to travel. Remember, that's what Elijah did. Elijah girded up that, that loin in his waist, and he took off running as fast as he could. The Bible says that he made miraculous time in doing so as well. When we travel, or when they traveled in the first century, they would have to gather up that robe, tuck it into their sash. They would bind their waist as they made their way from one place to another place, especially when they were in a hurry. You know, the Bible says that you and I are to go, right? It says that we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, One of those binding parts of the Great Commission that you and I serve under is the going part. We are to go. And we are to go quickly. We are to go swiftly. The world is dying. There are people that are dying. 
There are people who need to hear the gospel, and they need for us to get there and to get there quickly. It's almost as Paul begging Timothy, do your diligence to come to me quickly, he says. We need to take the gospel anywhere. We need to take the gospel everywhere. We talk about doing something when the Lord comes back. Wouldn't you like to be on mission when he comes back? I think out of all of these things, out of all of these ways that the Lord might find us, find us doing, I think the one that I would like the most is for me to be telling somebody about Jesus. Wouldn't you like that? Now, I really want them to get all the way through it <laughs> when he comes back. But I want to be found doing that. I do. Sometimes they would bind their waist in order to serve. Sometimes they would bind their waist in order to travel. Sometimes they would bind their waist in order to work. Jesus said, I must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Because the night is coming when no man can work. And no one knows what that time is, do we? It may very well be that we are perfectly healthy, young in the midst of our years. And suddenly, suddenly, without thought, without remedy, not be able to do the things that we used to do. Maybe you're one who said, you know what, I'm going to serve the Lord one day. I'm going to work for the Lord one day. And when that day gets here, I'm going to give Him everything I've got. Let me tell you something. Today's the day. Today's the day because you don't have tomorrow promised. You don't know what's coming. So do the work that he's called you to do. Talk about what you're doing when the Lord comes back. Wouldn't you at least like to be found doing what he has called and commanded you to do? To be working for him and for his kingdom. Because sometimes, I mean, serving, that sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Travel, that sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Working, that sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Sometimes they would bind their waist in order to fight. Let me tell you something. We live in a, in a system and in a society that is violent, violent toward believers, violent towards our beliefs, violent towards God, violent towards the things of God, the people of God. And there comes a time to fight. There comes a time to fight for the truth. There comes a time to fight against your enemies. There comes a time to simply fight for the kingdom. Jude writes a small book that is so powerful. And verse after verse after verse, he says, you and I need to contend for the faith. In other words, to fight for those things. If Jesus comes back, I want you to find me fighting for the things that are right. Verse 35 begins by saying, let your waist be girded. So what are you supposed to do as you wait for the Lord to come back? You bind your waist. Number two, he says as he continues in verse number 35 that you are to burn your wicks. Burn your wicks. Look at what he says. Let your waist be girded and let your lamps be burning. Let your lamps be burning. In fact, the form of that verb is that it is something that is continually happening. In other words, let your wicks or let your lamps continually be burning. Do you remember the parable of the ten virgins? 
in that particular story that Jesus tells, he tells about a, a place that has ten different virgins, ten ladies, ten girls, whose friend is about to get married. She's already betrothed. And in their particular system, all they're waiting for is for the bridegroom to come back home, to come back to town and gather his bride together and take her with him back to the home that he has already prepared for them. Well, they don't know when he's coming. He may come during the morning. He may come in the afternoon. He may come early evening. He may come in the middle of the night. They don't know. But they want to be ready. They want to be a part of that celebration. They want to be a part of that wedding. Well, the Bible says out of those ten virgins, five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. The foolish virgins were the ones who had lamps but had no oil in their lamps. And they somehow thought in their own mind, when the bridegroom comes back, I'll just go down to the gas station <laughs> and I'll get some oil and I'll go ahead and fill up my lamp. The, ten, or the five wise virgins out of that already had their oil. They already had their lamps lit so that when the bridegroom came, they're ready to go. They don't have to go and pick up something else. They're ready when that time's ready. I ran cross-country in high school. I know that's hard to believe <laughs> that I didn't just roll cross-country in high school, but I ran cross-country in high school. One day, we were having our pictures made for the annual, for the yearbook, and the coach said, I want all of you to put on your jerseys and let's go, let's, let's go have our picture made. And I thought, me and another boy named Chris, Chris and I, we didn't have our jerseys. So we said, you know what, we don't live that far from school. We'll just run home and get our jerseys and come back and have our picture made. Guess who was gone by the time we got back to the school? The photographer and everybody else on the team, too. We missed out simply because we were not ready. Don't miss out. Don't miss out because you've been foolish. Don't miss out because you thought that there was more time. Don't miss out because you thought that somebody, the Lord even, might wait for you. He's coming. Ready or not, here he comes. Here's a sad reality. Those four things that I just gave you about why they would bind up their waist. Those four things, every one of them we would say, I want to be found doing that when the Lord comes back. Do you know that all four of those things can be a distraction too? You can get so busy serving that you forget about the master whom you serve. You can get so busy traveling, going on a mission trip here and a mission trip there that you forget the one that you really have gone to tell them all about. You've given yourself to the world, but you've also given yourself to the world. You can be filled with work. Remember Jesus told that Ephesian church, I know your works. I know that you have labored and have not grown weary. 
And he says, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. We can get so busy with church work that we forget all about the work of the church and we forget all about the head of the church at the same time. Sometimes our fighting turns away from doctrine, turns away from our enemy, and our fighting turns inward. We fight about different things that are going on at church. We fight about music. We fight about preaching. We fight about dress styles. We fight about literature. We fight about uh, dates that are available on a calendar. We fight about all kinds of things and forget who it is that we're really fighting for. You need to burn your wicks. Make sure that they are lit with Holy Ghost fire, revived as He would revive you. That you're doing the things that He has called you to do. Because you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. You found yourself to be homesick for a land that you've never been to before. Longing to see a father that you've yet to see face to face. Bind your waist, church. Burn your wicks. Be ready because the Lord is coming. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 40, entitled, Ready or Not, Here I Come. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.